there's a story. Um, my, my dad played baseball on the old Negro leagues and I, I was a pretty good little ball player. So when I was about, about 11, 12 years old, uh, my dad pulled me aside. I was going to be trying out for this team uh, up at the boys club there. And, right. and so he pulled me aside and said, now my childhood nickname was CW. He said, all right, CW, you know that there's, there's, there's going to be a lot of these white kids on this team. And right. when you try out for this team, you know that you're going to have to be twice as good. Mm. And, uh, you know, my father next to Jesus has had the greatest impact on my life. And so when he said that to me, that burned in me. And uh, I, 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 I internalized that message and, and carried it with me all the way through, uh, you know, school and college and even into my late twenties. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't, I, I'll come back to this in a second. It wasn't a healthy thing, by the way. Mm. Uh, you know, because it was. Hey, welcome back to Four in the Morning. This is John O. I'm your host, uh, and this is a podcast about hope. Uh, if you looked at the timestamp and you noticed that this one was noticeably shorter than the previous ones, that's because this is a snooze episode. I haven't done many of them, but basically the idea of these snoozes or uh, the same idea behind the snooze button on your alarm. Sometimes you don't need a full night's rest. You just need to hit that button and get a quick eight minute shot of rest and refreshment and that's what this is so the voice at the beginning was dr crawford loritz we had an amazing convo on uh the last episode about connectedness to previous generations how it can serve as an antidote to the cynicism that we feel uh, but there's so much stuff that we talked through that i just couldn't fit it all into one podcast so i did um want to provide things in the conversation that I had to omit, but they were pure gems, solid gold. And this was one of them. I mean, so many of us grew up with this same uh, advice on the inside that if we wanted to excel, we have to be twice as good as the people we come into contact with. And some of us still live with that truth today. And while it's good and that it spurs us on to work hard, uh, Crawford talks about the unintended consequences of that mindset on his life and how he got past it. So for everybody who feels that and has that existing in the back of your head, uh, I think there's a better way for us to approach what's in front of us. One that still gives us a commitment to excellence, but keeps us free and not yeah, bound by this performance trap. So, yep, listen as me and Crawford get a chance to commiserate over uh, our previous failures. And so, yeah, so I hope that this helps you to hope. Your dad said that you had to be twice as good. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of the things I admire about you is just from leading to preaching to writing to everything that you do, it's it's excellent through and through. And I think that's been passed on to all of your kids as well. Um, but yeah, surely yeah, yeah. some of that came from that, yeah. but what part of it was unhealthy? What I know now yeah. that I wish I had known then was that it, you know, 
it put me on a performance deal where I had I, uh. I proved to myself my way my way of um, when I was in predominantly white circles. Mm. Uh, uh, I had this edge in me that you, you're never going to call me stupid right. and you're never going to call me dumb. Mm. Uh, my way, my way of uh, d- demonstrating my worth is that I was going to be, I was going to be better than you. Wow. Yeah. And, but, but you know that, that's not sustainable, John. Right. Mm. That is not sustainable. God doesn't call you to do that. Mm. And so I excelled, you know, I did, did well in, in school and, and, and that kind of thing. I was president of my classes in, in college and what have you. But, uh, but it was always this. And even when I got into ministry, to be honest with you, uh, uh, you know, and I remember the Lord taking me to the woodshed about that mm. um, and, and just saying to me, hey, look, look, you, you, you're going to you're going to die of hypertension. You're going to I mean, <laughs> all of this stuff. But you you have to understand that uh, who I made you to be uh-huh. and what I called you to do and my enabling power in your life is enough, uh-huh. period. That's excellent. Period. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. And 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 it's it it really is a backhanded uh, expression of idolatry for you to constantly feel mm. as if you have to outdo someone. Mm. That it, it, God is enough, right? Now, sure, sure, we have to do what we do with excellence, and right. we've got to be faithful. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, you don't need to prove yourself. Uh, it, it, it really is an expression of pride, even right. though it's born out of exclusion. Mm. Uh, it is an it is an expression of pride. Yeah. So, you know, if God, if God, if God, God is not enough. If He's put me where He, if He's put me in these circles. Yeah. Then I, I gotta I gotta perform before an audience of one. Right. And his grace, mercy, and truth is enough. Mm. And at the end of the day, if you, you like me, fine. If you don't like <laughs> me, that's fine too. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> now, when do you feel like that set in for you? Well, and I tell you an experience. Um, yeah. I was on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ. My wife and I served on staff uh, with crew for 20, 27 wonderful years. Uh. I was asked to speak. Uh, I was probably actually, it's probably about 29, maybe 28, 29, something like that. But I was asked to speak as at this uh, fundraising event in Hawaii. Yeah. And there, there were a number of, uh, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> <laughs> somebody has to do there this. Oh, my Lord, me. <laughs> so I'll never forget, I woke up um, wee hours of the morning, you know, I was jet lagged and this kind of thing. And and I just, I had seen a list of the names of the people who were going to be there. And these were very, very wealthy people, very substantial, this kind of thing. And, and I'm thinking, and so I'm, I'm walking around outside of the hotel in the wee hours in the morning. It was at this resort. And I'm thinking, man, you got to bring your A game and yeah. all of this other kind of stuff. And I'll just never forget this. Um, the Holy Spirit <sighs> grabbed me. And I didn't hear an audible voice, but this overwhelming sense Okay, when are you going to stop this? Uh. <laughs> when are you going to stop this? Yeah. If you 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 need to walk in the dignity of 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 your Savior and who He made you to be, mm. and you need to serve me. I, I just these messages came to me, and I broke. Yeah. Right, right during that time, that was a benchmark in my life. Mm. It was a benchmark, mm. and uh, and so you know the Lord set me free. Yeah. He set me free. And uh, and so you just have to stop that. I mean, you know, it's, 
I can go off on this. As black men, I mean, we, we you know, our, uh, our blood pressure problems that we have <laughs> and, and uh, because of the stress level, the performance level, the mm. uh, having to jump more hoops and go through more layers and all of this kind of nonsense, having to prove that you're okay, yeah. uh, you know, uh, all of that, uh, we can't internalize that. Right. Our lifespan is shorter and all of that stress. That's not of God. Mm. Mm. It is not of him. Mm. And uh, and so that was a that was a turning point for me. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that I never, you know, yeah, backslid struggled. or this. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. But it was a turning point. Yeah. John, and I, I uh, and, and so, you know, I'm, I'm free. Yeah. You see, the, 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 the deal is this. And I and I tell younger leaders this all the time. Uh, if if you if you if you worship an audience, mm. you're never going to change it. Mm. You can't impact that what you worship. It will always impact you. Whew. You admire yeah. people, uh, esteem them, yeah. but nobody's the fourth member of the Trinity. Right. And so, and, and and you can't put yourself under that degree of pressure. Mm. Um, and that, and so, you know, Man. that's, that's how I'm going So <laughs> it's funny that you bring all this up. I remember this had to have been maybe eight or nine years ago. So with blueprint, we just started, mm -hmm. we were mm -hmm. two years in and I think I was like 20, 26, 27 years old and mm -hmm. we're preaching through Philippians and I'm getting ready to preach Philippians two on humility <laughs> and my notes are there and I'm ready. And I turn around and I see you and Karen walking oh, yeah. through the door. And when I tell you, all those same thoughts went racing through my head. Oh, my and, and, and so this point is still vivid in my head that I had to sit down and man, I'm sitting on the front row and my heart is just <laughs> pounding, just beating out of my chest. And I had to sit there on the front row and it's like that time is etched in my head where it's just all right, Lord, please just help me to be more concerned with uh, yeah, your glory yeah. than pleasing Clark. Yeah, yeah, Crawford. No, no, so you, this was you, a special, yeah. You should have called special, me up yeah. to the morning's bench, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to repent, brother. No, oh, man. I, I, I get it, man. And yeah. we've all been there. I've right. been there, you know. Yeah. And But you have to, in those moments, you have to realize, and look, I, that was, I, remember, I remember that message. I, right. I was there, yeah, yeah. It was a good word, man. In fact, yeah. in fact I think I, from that, I invited you to come speak at... Uh, Fellowship. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you did a great job. Um, but yeah. it's a hard lesson to learn. I mean, yeah, we need man. to admire your people. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be uh, say that, but we you, you got to be completely free. You can't, Absolutely. you can't do what God calls you to do if you're just constantly trying to right. prove that you're not a stupid Negro. Uh, there's right. another word for that, but you mm, know, right. that kind of thing. You can't, you can't go down that road, man. Right. Yo, that's it. Remember today that it, heading down that road of performance to find your identity, uh, that's a road that you don't want to head down because it's a dead end. Um, man, I'll never forget this. I read this quote from a guy by the name of Mike Kelsey who said what his dad told him on Twitter. I didn't learn it from his dad, but I'm still going to appropriate it. Um, and one of the things that he wrote was, uh, you've got to be who you are, but don't prove who you are. 
And so today, feel the freedom that comes from embracing uh, who God made you to be, but don't feel like you have to prove who God made you to be to anybody else. So once again, I hope that encourages you to hope. And I want you to remember, uh, hope has found you on its way to somebody else, right? So if you've been helped, if you've been blessed, uh, share those blessings with somebody else. Uh, you're not meant to be a cul-de-sac. You're meant to be a boulevard. Let hope travel down your life to somebody else. Uh, Y'all have a great day and I'll see you again this week. Peace.